Welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Duran, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Network, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Limited, and all subsidiaries there and for to which. With me, as always, on the one podcast where we talk about the things that make your mother clutch her pearls, shake her necklace, and say, Oh dear, are my co hosts, Nick Whitmer and Brett, the Hitman Raybold. <laughs> I love how Brett before the pod was like, I'm going to turn my fan off, even though in New York right now, it's literally 103. He's like for the audio fidelity. And then as soon as we start the podcast, he takes a drink of seltzer and then loudly <laughs> slams the can on the surface. Like, dude, I'd rather you just be comfortable. <laughs> You're literally like, <laughs> like, it's not like you're at a frat party. And <laughs> I said rock star, and then you heard the can. <laughs> That's what happens. You live in a house for free. You get to just rock star cans. I actually set it down lightly, but apparently my audio makes it sound like I just fucking really slammed it. <laughs> You're like, damn, bread is pounding seltzer. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, Christian, I was... Loving your intro, man. That was really... You know what? I slowed it down this time because I was like, let me be precise. Let me make sure I know it and I'm not just reciting it. You really, It really is nice to have... Christian's really taking the reins on the intro. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it's really nice when you hit record. I just could sit back and go like, yeah, you know, Christian's got this. And I, and I, I know that I believe in you. Like, I know you got this. And it's just kind of nice. I got to stir the ship, man. Steer the ship. Yeah. He's the point guard of this podcast. Yeah. Well, you I, know, of course, I, I'm the scorer. Um, can, you put you that know, in can you put that in wrestling <laughs> terms for me? <laughs> yeah, you're Vince McMahon. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm the ring general. And I'm, and I'm Triple H. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you, well, guys, it's nice you're doing a podcast with The Rock. So, um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I gave myself the best one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. Christian, one wrestler, you only get to watch one wrestler's matches, like Desert Island Wrestler. Yeah. Like, what one wrestler's, I will say, body of work do you get to take to a Desert Island with you? Man, um, you know what? This is not like a sexy answer, but this is a sexy boy, Shawn Michaels, probably. He really? Just, he just has really good matches with a, a pretty much everybody and there's enough bullshit in them to like there's they're all a little different enough to be like to have fun. Hold on. Is that Louis? Somebody just Louis like Louis like fuck yeah. <laughs> Christian just got cheered yeah, by his own like, dog. <laughs> Louis, like, like, good answer, Dad. Sean Michaels. And, and Christian just starts and he goes, I know this isn't the sexiest answer, but Sean Michaels. And in my head, I go, Yeah, I don't really get your preamble. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he like, like the sexy boy or something? Yeah, Wasn't that his that's name? what I said. It's not the sexiest uh, answer, uh, but it is the sexy boy. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Well, he was my favorite wrestler when I was a kid, and really? I don't know why, <laughs> because he wasn't a hero. Yeah. He was a heel, and he was kind of gross. And he, <laughs> like, there's no reason why a nine-year-old Nick would have liked him, but I had his action figure, and yeah. like, I thought he was the coolest one. His gimmick was kind of that he was like a male stripper who was like also the best wrestler in the world. No. Yeah, am I <laughs> am I gay? <laughs> like, why did I? When I was nine, that was like I was like, yeah, this male stripper who wrestles is dope, dude. Yeah, he was. He was in um, he was in Playgirl at the time, and then Bret Hart actually made fun of him. He's like, you're in. <laughs> this is back when they didn't weren't scripted, so uh, Shawn Michaels was in Playgirl and whatever, and Bret Hart was trying to like make fun of him for it. And he's like, you run around in all those girly mags. And he goes, well, why are you looking? <laughs> and Fred Hart's just like, oh, you got me. <laughs> I got to say real quick, like, I, I don't want to go too far on a tangent, but like, if you're a non-wrestling fan, like, Bret Hart's interviews, like, post-wrestling are probably the greatest thing ever because he's so Canadian and so even-keeled. 
but he like is so bitter about everybody. Like, <laughs> he call it like he has a bug up his ass about Triple H, where he's like, you know, Triple H, like, what did he ever do? Like he's every time I see his matches, I can close my eyes and I know exactly what the match is going to be. You know, he's the shits. He's a fucking hoser. <laughs> but he doesn't like curse. He just like he just like brutally takes them down with like just like real my like tame even keeled insults are like yeah he's just he's always been decent had a pretty good body like hulk hogan i would say oh, 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 promo 10 out of 10 speaking skills but like one out of 10 wrestler like he was he was never good <laughs> but he'll do that to everybody you're like dude, was anybody good dude like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so good that's awesome it's a very i never that's who's that bret hart Bret Hart, yeah, he'll like. That's so funny. He's just a name to me, and now yeah, I'm like, like when, oh, when you're talking to like a, a jaded comic and like everybody yeah, yeah. sucks, yeah, and it's like, like, dude, like, like I remember when Burr was here. Burr sucked. I remember and this guy sucks, and I'm like, right. do you, do you like comedy or comedians <laughs> or like what? Like, what are you doing? But here's the difference. Here's the difference. That jaded comic is like a dude who never went anywhere. This is like right. like Scotty Pippen doing that or something. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what he's doing now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, or like like uh, you know, one of the greats, like Charles Barkley. I guess they all yeah. do it to some degree, but like he openly does it and um ah oh, there's one guy I was just thinking oh Goldberg. Because Goldberg like ended his career basically. He kicked him in the face. And uh Oh like, man. Any interview he goes like Goldberg has apologized for it publicly many times and Bret Hart's like, Yeah, Goldberg just uh he ended my career because he was so sloppy. The, <laughs> he's like, the one thing I told him before our match is please don't hurt me. And he fucking hurt me. And now uh, it it, uh, it it caused my caused me to have a stroke uh, years oh my later. God. And uh, I, it took away my career. So I would say my biggest regret was like wrestling Goldberg. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like he does it to make Goldberg feel bad. <laughs> is he being 100% honest though oh, did it 100% legit he's just like he's like oh yeah Goldberg uh, he was the shits he was just a big guy who uh, who got popular because of his look and he couldn't wrestle for shit and uh, yeah he kicked me in the face and you know really but like Bret Hart you're not in <laughs> sorry sorry no, he's like cost me millions and millions of dollars so yeah I'm kind of sore about it <laughs> <laughs> so he hey, but he is like I love that he has very legitimate gripes and he's very even keeled and like precision brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That's but at the same time is like, dude, you're in an entertainment thing. Like yeah. you're not, if you were in like an Olympian wrestler, you could, you have ground to stand on, but like, what are you, what are you talking about? He's a shit wrestler. Most of them are. It's about the fucking, right. you know what I mean? It's like, they're just athletes who have big personalities and that's what people want to see. They don't care about the technical wrestling side of it. No one's like, ooh, oh my. that guy's suplex was perfectly technical. Like, no one watches it for that. Right. That was, and, and the thing is, is like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, like, okay, so there's Hulk Hogan, there's Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, there's a rock and stone cold, like, and John Cena. Those eras are like, those are the top guys of their eras. And I would argue that Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels are probably like one of the worst eras, even though their matches were all great and stuff. It's just like, Still, Hogan versus Rock is the match you want to see, even though it's like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart could do like a perfect quote unquote technical match that I guess in wrestling terms tells a story or whatever. But Hulk Hogan versus Rock is like asses in seats, fucking Avengers right. game of matches. It's just like it's just right. pure popcorn and exactly it's like what you go to the movies for. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Two so top, it's two of the best guys ever doing what they do and like the crowd's fucking eating it up. The ultimate crowd pleasing, yeah. but also it is like yeah, it's the most crowd pleasing, but that's cuz it's like kind of it's the best. Yeah. So so Brett and Sean are a little anytime you talk to them about their era, they're a little bit bitter because like everybody shits on them because like yeah, like they never drew any money. Like The Rock fucking made millions of dollars for the business hulk hogan made millions of dollars for the business stone cold but those two guys just kind of like they just kept it afloat while the other guys were coming oh so pretty resentful oh that's interesting 
but they but they, they didn't connect on that wider scale. Yeah. So the reason I said Shawn Michaels, and this is a long, <laughs> this has been a long. Oh my God. Yeah. Brett, now you, now, Brett is like huh? leaning back harder and harder every minute. Uh, <laughs> no, dude, you're I, I, honestly, dude, honestly, dude, when you were talking, I was like, listen, his life is stressful. He's a new father. He needs this. <laughs> like, this is, I'm be, like, be, I let him go. Like, you got to be a good friend. <laughs> this is what I talked to my baby about at 3 a.m. in the morning trying to get him to go to sleep. Like, you know, Shawn Michaels was like kind of not that great, but Brett is really good. But here's why if I could only watch one wrestler, it would be him. That's why you're so, it's so funny that you say it would be him because you just chat on him. You just agreed he wasn't the, you know, well, he, ultimate asses in seats, like he mega epic wrestler. Which is crazy because somebody did a podcast and I agree with them that, like, they said, who is the Michael Jordan of wrestling? And they said, probably Shawn Michaels. Not in terms of cultural significance, but in terms of being the best ever and just fucking dominating, just like being so good, being better than everyone all the time. But he just didn't have the cultural, like, significance of a rock or a Hulk Hogan or some the mainstream icon. Asking ignorantly, how do how does he how is he better than everybody in terms? Is it like just not 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 a wins and losses sense, but like just his personality and like. No, in terms of his matches, like you can go back and watch them and like they're they're still entertaining. Right. He does yeah. crazy shit. He could do all these flips and stuff at the time, but he can also like he had a he had Ric Flair's like retirement match and it, they made it like a really good send off. It was like they told this story of like old yeller like he's he's basically didn't want to retire him for the whole match. And then he's trying he's trying not to like beat him sort of until he actually absolutely has to because he like rick flair is the reason he became a wrestler so then like in the match rick flair is like um the story was that if rick flair lost a match he would have to retire like vince mcmahon was being a dick and was like if you lose one more match you retire so he wrestled Shawn michaels at wrestlemania and then Shawn michaels is like i know i'm gonna beat this dude but i don't want to fucking end his career but Ric Flair is like getting beat the fuck up and he's on his knees, like begging for more. He's like, don't just, you know, just do it or whatever. It was like, a, it was like, a cheesy, <laughs> it's like a cheesy action movie. So then like, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Wait, he was like, just do it already. Yeah. Like, he's like, like gun to his head. Like just, just yeah, do it, man. I don't it's, care. It's the old yeller story of just like, you know, you got to put him out of his misery because he can't do it. He can't go anymore. Right. So then at the oh, end of man. at the end of the match, and like you guys are gonna think this is so cheesy, but wrestling fans fucking love this. Is uh so Ric Flair's on his knees and Shawn Michaels finishing move is like a kick. He just does a super kick to your head. And Ric Flair's on his knees and he's like he's waving him up. He's like, Come on, he's still got his fist up, but he looks kind of pathetic or whatever. And then Shawn Michaels, they just zoom into his face and he goes, I'm sorry, I love you, and then he kicks him and then takes him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, did Michael Bay get his start writing for wrestling? (laughs) I'm sorry, I love you. Kick. (laughs) This is. This is. Was it also raining? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? That's amazing. Like he's got that wet collared shirt. The the you know the collar is like just undone a little. It's messy. Yeah, but he doesn't look good. But he also looks amazing. <laughs> right before the the foot hits his face, there, Rick. It cuts to Ric Flair's wife going, "No!" <laughs> Dude, uh, this yeah. is. But the fact that you also followed up with. And you're going to find this cheesy. And then you say that and you're like, yeah, no shit, dude. Oh, my God. 
I was actually actively trying not to because I was, and then you said that. I'm like, no fucking. Way. By the way, this is all under the course of why Shawn Michaels is Christian's favorite wrestler to watch. No, I didn't say that. I said to watch. Desert Island. He said Desert Island. Desert Island. But here's the thing. It's like, because there's so many matches and so many good ones. Like Daniel Bryan's probably one of my favorites, but or The Rock is like obviously one of the best, but like I don't want to watch his matches. Really? Yeah, he's a great promo, great character. And like there's like he has like two matches that I would go back and watch. What? Really? Yeah, it's like him and Hogan and him and Austin or something. But other than that, he's. Like he's a wasn't there a rock match where like it was the Royal Rumble Rumble and he had to go in first and he somehow won? Uh, he won one, but he wasn't first. That was Shawn Michaels oh. again. Shawn Michaels winning. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Shawn, Shawn Michaels went in first and won and won the whole thing. I think he did. Yeah. Uh, he won twice and at one point he went in first. Yeah. And the other well, guy. That was my favorite thing to do in the wrestling video game was Royal yeah. Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy who went in first and they can't they can't talk about him anymore the, the other guy who went in first and won the whole thing is chris benoit so every year they like they do like oh, wow. the historical statistics of the royal rumble and they're like only two men have won the royal rumble by entering number one oh, and man. one of them was Shawn michaels <laughs> like, <laughs> <they just> move on. <laughs> oh man that's a uh, damn man they don't even bring up in because they don't even no. want to remind people no they, like because they can't they erased didn't he he killed his wife and kids yeah he killed his wife and kids he had oh uh, shit he had extreme cte oh he, that's all they said that like when they evaluated his brain after the fact they said that he had the brain of like a 80 he was like in his 40s he had the brain of an 80 year old alzheimer's patient with dementia or something oh shit yeah so he Jesus. Was, he was all fucked up oh my god yeah what what did he what was his special move <laughs> the headbutts uh, yeah flying headbutts yeah i'm not oh, joking <laughs> oh, no, i was god. completely joking no, is that real i'm serious <laughs> Would, I was just joking. <laughs> I was like, uh, it's a funny joke. He would jump he, off the turnbuckle and hit you. He, you'd be laying down and he would jump off the turnbuckle and hit your head with his head. Well, that's not even a good move. Not even for like, <laughs> like in any way, not even in a fake wrestling way. That's like, that's dumb. Yeah, <laughs> that would be like, I'm going to hit you in the, in the fist with my nutsack. <laughs> like, what are you doing? dude? <laughs> like, you're only going to hurt yourself. What are you yeah. talking about? Christian, can I uh, present something I think the, the uh, WWE should look into for like scientific improvement of the medical, please do, you know, of the sport? I think they should look into like the prevalence of concussions to number of times you were Rikishi stink faced <laughs> and just see is there a correlation between how many times Rikishi stuck his ass in your face Versus and. <laughs> what the you know cte consequences are of that. that's a tough one to be an actor a wrestling actor like they're they're like you're fighting rafiki you're like fuck <laughs> <laughs> like that's not what i signed up for i'm gonna have pink eye after this <laughs> oh god <laughs> i want to be the next i want to be the next bret hart and put on technical masterpieces and then you're just taking an ass to the face a giant <laughs> samoan ass that's that's exactly what's with my own sense of humor. You're like, I paid a coach fl- flight ticket to be here. <laughs> and real big, he's putting his ass in his face. And the thing is, is he he had to come up. So there were dudes that were just, what, getting paid like $50? Mm-hmm. Like at local shows, right? Well, Like they, you don't just get to do that in the big leagues. He wasn't doing that until he was like, like in WWE years later. But yeah, oh, they, would, okay. they would bring in like job guys. They would bring in local town, local people. They, it's called a job guy or a squash guy or an enhancement talent, basically. So it's basically like a, you know, you give a guy, you go around to the wrestling schools. Like if, if WWE's in like Missouri, they go to yeah. St. Louis wrestling schools and they go, does anybody want to be in a match tonight on Monday Night Raw? And, so, you know, you pick the best dude there and he comes in and then rikishi just beats the dog shit out of him in a match for three minutes he doesn't get the dude doesn't get an entrance you know what i mean like they just cut to the ring and here's lance 
McGillicuddy <laughs> from right here in St. Louis. And then Rikishi comes out, fucking one, two, three, puts him in the stink face and just like mushes his face and stuff. <laughs> like just oh, it's just to it's just a showcase match for Rikishi. And then they're like, here you go, sir, $75 as we agreed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, go bartend a shift. What are you doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And man, hey, man, he's working on a dream, though. You know? Manual labor pays better. Because <laughs> there is like, one of them made it. One of those jobs. What are the jobbers that guys, made it? A ton of guys. The Hardy, Jeff Hardy was one of those guys. Jeff Hardy. Uh, yeah, like people post all the stuff now, like um, from like 20 years ago, you can see all the, you, there's like backstage people, little extras yeah. who are now wrestlers in like mainstream. Like because they, uh, nobody you guys would know. They're just fucking like uh, Dean Amber or John Moxley and Johnny Gargano, all these people. Again, like it doesn't matter. Just just know that they're. <laughs> It's basically like if if you were if somebody goes, hey, I'll give you fifty bucks to host my show. If like Amy Schumer was like, hey, you want to host my show? Yeah, and you get you get five minutes though. I love how every time we talk about wrestling, it always ends up being like a twenty minute conversation. Because like inevitably, there's so many follow up questions. To, <laughs> that's the thing about wrestling that's so great is that uh, you can't. Every time you tell somebody what happened, there is immediately five other questions. You're like, yeah. wait, wait, what? <laughs> he did that. Yeah, One of my favorite things, and they don't they don't do it anymore, is this podcast used to do drunk history. So one of this one of the dudes on there was like a, a super duper fan of wrestling and like to he's like kind of an encyclopedic knowledge of wrestling <clears throat> and storylines. So they would get him drunk and then they would just ask him, like, all right, give me the history of Hulk Hogan, and he would just go throughout his whole career. But when he says it drunk, it's so funny because none of it really <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> and like just trying to explain it like makes no sense to anybody. And like he's especially having a drunk guy try to make sense of a wrestling storyline because just threads like go go nowhere right. and bullshit just happens for no reason. Is he get hammered? Oh my what? god. <laughs> Christian getting to drunk ramble about WWE. Yeah, well, I don't need to be drunk to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch. I'll watch a YouTube video of Brett the Hitman Hart. Wait, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I actually really want to watch. I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah, you can just type that into YouTube and you'll find it. <laughs> I love sorry, you. I'm love sorry. You. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Right. I love you, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair. And then kick, <laughs> ending his career. Yeah, I but had not, to, but not really, because then Ric Flair retired and went to the Hall of Fame, and then he's needed money because Ric Flair needs money, and uh, he's got a lot of kids and a lot of ex wives. So oh, he started. Shit. He started wrestling again in another promotion, which was bad, and like nobody brings it up. And WWE just goes, "Yeah, he retired that night." <laughs> like nobody Jesus. brings it up. I feel like within popular culture, for some reason, like five years ago, everybody was doing his howls or whatever they are, the woos. Yeah. And I was like, is this just a bunch of kids who grew up watching him and now they're Mm -hmm. all like reminiscing or is it like ironic people who are going back and watching this crazy guy from the past that they didn't see at all? And now they're like, oh, this guy was crazy. Because he he had his like he's had a moment right the last five years has been like yeah. good for Ric Flair. He had a moment. He was uh, I don't know rappers for some reason just all of a sudden decided that he was like the coolest shit. But he was like he was a very outlandish, uh, very colorful, uh, heel in the seventies. He was very flashy robes. Like he would come out and be like, "My fucking watch is more, costs more money than your whole life." And woo, he would just cut like coked up promos, just basically saying how much money he spent and how many women he's had sex with. And like, so, you know, a rapper might be attracted to that kind of persona and you, you might want to emulate that persona, especially if you're from the South or something. Yeah, so I feel, I feel it, man. It really resonated with me. <laughs> um. So Southern rappers and like 
Southern athletes and stuff kind of took that, took the, the swag a little bit and paid a homage to the swag. That's really what it's all about. Damn. I just don't, That's... I don't know exactly why it was five years ago because it was, but it just happened to be that way. Who would, who, which name, what's a notable rapper that brought up uh, Ric Flair in a song? I think it was Migos or Quavo of Migos. He, I don't know who, whatever. He had a song called Ric Flair Drip. Yeah, I don't mm. know. If you, have you heard this? Ric Flair Drip go woo on a bitch. No, I don't know. Uh, it's a very, it was a pretty famous song. It was pretty popular, like maybe two years ago. Yeah. I might just accuse Migos of stealing that lyric from me. <laughs> just like a completely bogus lawsuit, but you just file it anyway. Yeah. You're like, I'm filing this. Honestly, I have no grounds to stand on, but I just, I just want it on the record. I just want to meet Migos. <laughs> I want to meet Migos. And so I'm going to uh, file this lawsuit. It's it's really, I have no chance, but maybe they'll see this. Yeah. That'd be a great way if you're like a stalker or somebody to just file frivolous lawsuits just to meet your favorite celebrities. <laughs> I love that, man. Maybe I'll sue Michael Buble. I've always <laughs> thought about filing a uh, claim for him to pay me royalties. Dude, um, I heard this story about a comedian who did this to another comedian. Um, God, I don't know if I can tell it without saying names. Are these, I think I know who you're talking about. Are these aren't famous comedians, are they? No, no, they're yeah, like uh, village, village rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's exactly one comedian who's a uh, he's a social climber type of guy. He's it's the type of guy who exploits young comedians. Who runs bringer shows. Wait, is, is a, Christian a, Christian Duran? <laughs> he's a terrible comedian. He's just not fun to watch. He's not funny. Christian Still checking boxes. Yeah. <laughs> He's really uh, old. No. Yeah. Recently had a kid. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he posted something on Facebook about this other comedian about how he uh, he gave off like school shooter vibes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this other comedian happened to be a lawyer. And realized that he could now sue him for like defamation. So he just filed a bunch of frivolous lawsuits to just make this guy jump through all these legal hoops and tie him up in court and pay legal fees. And like, <laughs> this, it's such a funny story. And he literally, like, in the fucking, after like uh, the, the first comedian agreed to like whatever terms it was, he then was like, all right, now I want you to admit that you wear lifts in your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, like all this is like court documents that I guess you could go and read. And That's I don't so know funny. how that works, but it's just like, he was just having a fun, it's almost like a performance art piece. Yeah. So that's like, I just I just heard this story. I had no idea that this happened. I heard the story over the weekend. I was like, "That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard." I remember when that was That's... going on. That one, the one comedian I think is very like, I don't know, he's just a weird. That's a dude. I've I, never I cared for either of them, to be honest with you. One yeah. of them, the the one who sued the other one, I've always been friendly with. I've never had any reason, but I've never like you know, I have no relationship with him. Yeah, so. that's a dude I would not talk to because it's just like. I don't know. You're especially that once I found out about that, I was like, I knew there was a reason I didn't like you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I definitely am going to distance myself from you because I don't even want, he just seems like the kind of dude who would like, you know, you say the wrong thing and that happens to you. Yeah. But that, uh... that was a weird one. But the other dude was like, that, the other dude is one of the most interesting people off stage and one of the people <laughs> on stage I've ever seen in my life. Like he got, he was in a wheelchair for, <laughs> and he doesn't talk about it on stage. Like so interesting. He's like, he's kind of like secretly old. I, my roommate was like, went out on a date with him and he told her his real age. And she was like, don't tell anybody, but I'm 54. <laughs> like what <laughs> fucking lean into all this stuff and then but he he did the exact opposite he was like his whole thing is about like success i gotta be successful i gotta be. so like he present he, you know dyes his hair jet black and like tries to appear young and i know he had plastic about- surgery at one yeah, point yeah yeah just, just one of the things that's funny is 
a quote that this guy apparently said, the the guy who was sued walked up to this comedian who I know. And this is who I heard this story from. He's like, he's like, this guy's suing me. He's like, I got to go back to work at Raymore Flanagan to pay for this shit. Oh my god! <laughs> and he's like, he's like, my girlfriend wants a baby, and I don't have Louis money yet. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're never gonna get Louis money. What are you talking about? You know who you are? Yeah, he was running a show. He was running a show one time at this restaurant in Times Square that was like probably run by the mob. Like it was so, it was like he kind of wouldn't talk about it. He's like, yeah, I got these people. They have a lot of money, and I don't know, man. I don't really want to talk about it. I just could get in trouble. <laughs> like. I'm like, you got to talk about all this stuff on stage. It's like he was handing out tickets and he got hit by a car. And then he was in a wheelchair for like a month or two. And and like somebody stole his wheelchair, like all these great stories. But like none of it, like none of it will see the light of day because he's so vain. Yes, exactly. To be vulnerable on stage in that way, just he doesn't even understand why you would do that. Oh, wow. That's because he's like, but how will you be successful if you talk about your flaws and your shortcomings? Oh, wow. That's uh, damn. That's like, it's almost tragic. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, he's all right. he wasn't that good. Yeah. I don't know if he still does. That. I'm sure he does. There's no way he stopped. That guy was like, that guy's going to keep doing it till he's in the ground. Yeah. When he's 90 and he only looks 60. he's gonna be like a cat lady (laughs) yeah comedy is so sad when you really think about the people who are still like i don't know it's like we all in order to even start you have to have a little bit of delusion yeah like i'm the one who's gonna make it i'm the one who's gonna overcome the odds because what even good people won't tell you like when they make it is how there is a big element of luck to it Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of you know, obviously luck is what's the, f- whatever the phrase is, you know, preparation perseverance meets, meets yeah, preparation yeah, yeah, meets opportunity. Yeah. And it's true to, that's definitely true. Also, there's also people who get plucked and there's, it's, it's, you're, it's not a true meritocracy as people sometimes make it out to be people who have made it. You will, you'll hear people talk about it. Just be like, just get good at comedy and you'll make it. And it's like, well, it's not true. Um, but uh, beside that, there is another group of people who just aren't good, but they've deluded themselves into thinking that they are good. And they're like, just like, I don't even know if you want to say like they're at the ceiling of the bottom of the industry or whatever, <laughs> but mm. like they're at the bottom and like there's, there's, there's just, there's not, it's just never going to happen. They're just not good in any way at all. Like if they ever get anything, it won't be because they were good. You know what I mean? And it's kind of sad. Right. Yeah, they, um, <clears throat> they work super hard though. <laughs> that's the thing too. That's the thing too. Hard. A lot of these that's guys work really hard. That's what's kind of, that's what's sad about it. They work hard, but they trade spots with each other over and over. Yeah. It's like, so they keep so, themselves there. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, it's yeah. They're just in a loop with each other of like not going anywhere. Um, yeah. But, uh, this, Say what? Symbiotic, but uh, at like the end of it's maxed it out, and it's like yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know, but there's apparently there's people who work super hard. Like every time, every story I've heard about uh, what's his name? Not every story, but a lot of comedians have talked about uh, Jeff Ross. Ross. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Ross, where they, they kind of like weirdly bring him up as like the dude who wasn't that good forever. And then he got on the roast and was like, just became great. Um, mm. And that they were like, he was the guy that everybody was like, I don't know if he's going to make it. Like, but he's still trying. But, you know, he made it, he made it fucking big. There's like a weird third round of like Me Too's that happened that yeah. I just don't know where anybody stands. Because mm-hmm. like apparently like, Jeff Ross was canceled for like dating and having sex with an underage girl, like, like a bunch of years ago. Yeah. Um, and like she, she released this big news story or a blog about it, revealing everything. It's a huge tell all. But I think that at that point, like things had shifted to like racial stuff, like Mm -hmm. black lives matter. And like, no one really seemed to care. And then I saw Jeff Ross on TV recently 
And I was like, oh, no one's saying anything. It's just weird that like someone like Louie and Aziz were in like the first two rounds of Me Too. Yeah. And like now anytime they come back, it's like, ooh, there they are. But like Jeff Ross was in the later rounds and no one cared anymore. So now Jeff Ross is pretty much just he's just he's fine. I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah. Jeff Ross was in the that round of like people who just went on bad dates. Not that's actually not true. Like Aziz was the bad date one, but like Jeff Right, Ross, right. Jeff Ross was in the, like the Chris Hardwood camp of like a a girl an ex-girlfriend said he wasn't that he wasn't particularly nice to her. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. Yeah, which is But also she was underage, which was Right. Which is yeah. weird, but like, wasn't the story that like they had their her parents' consent or something? It's like such a weird old Hollywood type yeah. relationship. She was really young, and he was in like his early thirties, and she was like seventeen, and yeah. she was like a super fan who like went to all the shows, and he was like, "We can't do anything. You're oh, too young. Good... We're too young." And then eventually, he was like, "All right, fuck it." <laughs> and then, according to her, anyway, this is according to her. It's always important to say because you never know. It's always a good relationship when a super fan has sex with. (laughs) Yeah. And like she, she said like she did it, uh, she wanted it and she did it. And she only now is realizing how problematic his behavior was in terms of grooming her and this, that, and the other. And um, yeah, it just was like a really just like, all right. I mean, I, you know, if it's true, it's, it's, uh, it's not good, not cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, then, and then it was just like, well, black people are sexy now. So, <laughs> right. It's the next right. new story. That was, yeah, which is a weird, that is like a weird reality of America was almost like focusing. Like, I heard people be like, oh, like part of the Black Lives Matter like marches were uh because people were bored oh yeah did you hear people say that they've been stuck inside and it's like uh it's too bad that the only time like america focused on black people was like oh we got nothing else going on (laughs) do you know (laughs) what i mean yeah (laughs) i mean (laughs) we're just bored so i guess we'll like pay attention to that and one way though it is like it makes a lot of sense because like when people have jobs and they're so preoccupied with their own shit, they might just like see a story in passing and go, oh, that's terrible. And then just keep going because that's just that's the normal true. thing. But like when they were forced to be at home and there's literally nothing else to do. And then all of a sudden it's like, I've been inside for four months. You know what? Fuck this. Let's go burn a cop car. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of that. I mean, I don't know. But I think we uh, we haven't talked about uh Bill, uh, Bill Cosby, Brett's favorite oh comedian, God, yeah. is now a free man. That. Yeah, it's a good day to be an American. Um, <laughs> Happened on know. the 4th of July weekend, as it should have. Oh, my God, it really did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. America is free and Bill Cosby's free. Woohoo! Fireworks. <laughs> um, what, I mean, it's... Uh, I, I mean, I... <laughs> He's going to uh, apparently start a five-part documentary. I like how it's already decided it's a five-part documentary. It's like, how, do you, how do you know it's a five-part documentary? Yeah, well, uh, he's going to do a... Yeah. you got to cover Go the, early year, the early years, um, uh-huh. stand-up years, the Cosby show, uh, mm-hmm. Ghost Dad, and then that's it. <laughs> Wait, and uh, you know, My Three Sons or something. That's it. Right. You don't need to cover the rest. <laughs> So Bill Cosby, <laughs> five-part documentary series. They omit, he omits his uh, sexuals or his rape charges. Yeah, uh, I'll, it's 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 his Chris Benoit. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> the, the, it's what he omits. <laughs> the end of the fourth episode is him going to jail for for rape, and the start of the fifth one is him getting out. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <it>. Right. <laughs> so. He's he, he's going to have a five part documentary series and he's going to do stand up again, apparently. Yeah. And there was one other thing. Do you guys remember what it was? And uh, he's writing a, a book. book, book, uh, a book. Yeah, he's going to write a book. And uh, man, it's uh, content, content, content. Right, guys? It's the new age of comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's also amazing that like what an honor to be the ghostwriter of that book. <laughs> <laughs> 
dude, because you know it is, dude. You guys know what you know. We literally don't have the time to do all that. Yeah. No, like so you have to have a ghostwriter. You just you know that's what breaks your heart about like getting a little older is you realize all of these famous people books they didn't write them. Yeah. That almost because writing is so fucking hard. And I just know like, oh yeah, it's like Bruce Springsteen is just writing a book while doing a tour yeah. while also being on Broadway while also promoting. No, there's just no world. Yeah. There's no, and he there's has kids. So yeah, what he's doing is on the, on the plane trip to um, his next gig, he's talking to a ghostwriter who's voice recording his thoughts and memories and then that guy comes back with a few pages and then Bruce goes, yeah, yeah, I would say this. I'd say this. I'd say this. <laughs> and then Skimming it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like me. <laughs> this sounds like me. It sounds like me. Take this out. It's just like, I'm going to tell you a whole bunch of stories in my life and you're the one who's going to write it in my voice. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to make most of the money. Yeah. So, but, as, um, but as far as I, I, Cosby's book, do you know what it's called? What? Uh, I heard it was going to be called if I did it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So there's something about Cosby and OJ that I like, I don't know why the two go together. (laughs) I guess they both got out. Beloved, beloved men taken down by unrighteous, bad actors. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of if anybody listens to this podcast for the first time, they're going to be like, geez, they really like, they love Bill Cosby and OJ Simpson and they think they're innocent. Well, there's a lot uh, of people uh, who are like, when he was released, are like, yes, thank God, freedom, justice is finally served. But they don't get that. He got on a technical, he got out on a technical. The reason why he's not in prison anymore is because he did a deposition where a lawyer said to him, if you tell us what happened, we won't prosecute. He's like, all right, I did it. I raped him. I gave him drugs and I raped him. And they go, cool. And then they use that the deposition in another trial to convict him, even though it was not. So basically all the legalese worked out to be like, yeah, you can't do that because there was already an agreement. And they go, yeah, you're right. Let's uh, we have we to let him out. Go. Yeah. He was. Oh, he wow. Was, uh, so like he. Yeah, it's like he, he did, was he, convicted and he confessed. His first, yeah, the confession yeah, he, was he, not admissible in court. Exactly. He said in the yeah, exactly. He said in the eighties he gave girls quaaludes, but he said it's a. He tried to play it out as like it's a drug, but the thing about quaaludes are it's not a drug in this a party drug unless you take quaaludes and then resist the sleep part of it. And then it becomes a crazy drug. That's the whole point of quaaludes. If you take a quaalude and then it starts to make you go to sleep, but you fight off the sleep, you start to get crazy high and it feels great. If you give it to somebody who doesn't know. Yeah. If they just, exactly. They're not going to fight it off and get high. They're just going to pass out. So yeah, you're a fucking rapist, dude. (laughs) Like the way he said it was like, yeah, we're just doing ludes. Everybody did ludes. It's like, nah, man, come on. That's, uh, I mean, I will say he, that was, that was fast. Um, it, it kind of makes you, uh, go like, you know, party is like, he's out of rape that quickly. It's like, what is he, you know, just like a rich white 18 year old. The fuck <laughs> <laughs> he got the white guy charge. <laughs> he really did. He, uh, but do you think um, I bet his stand up sells out with just people who want to oh throw tomatoes and stuff? <laughs> mm. There's enough people in this world who probably think he's innocent and will oh, sign, yeah. will buy yeah. tickets. I mean, there are people who are going to see him right up until he, yeah. he got in trouble. That's what's surprising to me. All the people who like came out and were like, yeah, he definitely didn't do it. Even now we're like, thank God he's out because the whole thing was a setup because he tried to buy NBC. <laughs> that's oh, my that's favorite right. conspiracy theory it's like i i made this joke before i don't know if it was on this podcast but it would be like if somebody went to like brett you have a honda accord right so some guy comes out to you and is like brett i want to buy your honda accord and instead of just saying no you go okay i see you 
I'm going to go convince 60 women to lie about you raping them. If you can't sell something to someone who, do, who like, if you don't want Bill Cosby to own NBC, just don't sell it to him. It's yeah. very easy. The owner can just not sell him NBC. Why? What's the point of going like, oh, I'm so offended that he would even try. Let's make a, up all these accusations to get him put in prison. No, imagine no, having that conversation, <laughs> dude. Imagine uh, that's what they're saying. He, this man went and said, "Hey, he had to conv- convince sixty people to accuse Bill Cosby of a false rape." Yeah. Like, in what world could you do that? Yeah. Even think of the odds, dude. Even like, okay, let's let's say, what is the rough percentage of that? Is, I guess statistics say women are telling the truth on rape accusations. Isn't it in the mid to upper 90s, honest, isn't it? I don't or know the number, but that wouldn't surprise me. Okay, let's say it's, let's even say for the sake of this hypothetical, and this is completely false, it's 50%. Yeah. Which is being outrageously disrespectfully, <laughs> outrageously disrespectfully low. Yeah. Like we all know that's not it. That's still, but 30. that to the power, that to the power of sixty on like yeah. false accusations. So it's probably around ninety-five percent or nine. Yeah. Let's say even ninety percent. Ninety percent, like six to the power of sixty-four. Does that make sense? Kind of. Like, I'm all over the place, but. What do you think? What did you, what do you think? I thought your point was like, even if 50% of them were lying, that's still 30 people. (laughs) I, that's, that's, oh, that's exactly right. Yeah. That like, okay. Okay. Even 10% told the truth. That's six rapes. That's that's the, yeah, that's like, (laughs) you kind of get one. He said, she said, and then we're like, wait a minute. You only get one he said, she said. Yeah. But when it's like there's like 64 she saids, you're like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Ghost Dad wasn't that good that like – that's the thing. It's like I, I don't know like if I have anybody whose influence on me is so like – is is so uh, like ingrained in me that I would like – defend them in that on that level like people who were like well i grew up on the cosby show and it means a lot to me as a young black kid or whatever they to have yeah. like a positive black role model that like there's no way he could have done this i'm like i don't i don't have that about almost anybody i don't i, don't, I can't think of anybody who I i'm gonna go on the record you are two of my closest friends in the world if either of you got <laughs> accused of 60 rapes i don't think i could be your friend <laughs> I think I would have to. I go. I'm sorry, man. I can't. That's a lot. I, I w- <laughs> and How I expect the same say? treatment. Sixty. So sixty. So I can do like fifty-five, and that's fine. <laughs> oh god, dude. That's like we've talked about the list where I, I do. I, where Cosby was fourth on the list. It was like best fifty best comedians of all time. He was fourth. Yeah. Then after all of the things. They amended him to 11 and you're like, wow. you're saying 60, 60 rapes is seven spots on the list. So you're basically saying he can rape like 440 people and yeah. be like 49th. You know what I mean? He could still crack the top 50 after ha- like that many rapes, 500 rapes. At least they're still going like, I mean. He was good, man. <laughs> like, he, was, he was a really good stand-up dude. <laughs> like, he was very influential. I don't know. I, I, I'm sorry. I can't do anything. I would rather have that oh, man. than people who go, you know, he was never funny. Now, <laughs> now exactly. that I think about it, it's like, whenever, it's like when Tony Hinchcliffe got in trouble and then everybody's like all of a sudden brave enough to say that he sucks. I'm like, right. oh, yeah. just shut up. Either don't say yeah. that. Like, Either say he's a piece of shit, but you don't have to say he's like he's been the worst comedian now that his coast is clear. Right, right. That, that was yeah, that happened. That's, I mean, everybody tries to distance themselves and be like, oh, I th-, like when Louis got taken down, it was like a lot of other people coming out saying like, oh, he's he sucks. Funny. Yeah, he's, and it's like Tim Dillon had that great post about it. It's I I think that that's Louis the only person who I think was to have, who has been taken down that I've I've defended. Um, I a little bit have defended Woody Allen, but 
but not in the sense. Hey, of like, it's get, it's getting it's getting slippier. <laughs> yeah, but not in like a not in like a ride or die sense. To be like, I've seen just enough doubt that like I'm not gonna just assume he did it. Yeah, but. If I saw a little bit more, then I would gladly say, fuck you. You know, like, yeah. it's not like I, I liked Woody Allen movies, but I wouldn't. I've seen maybe 20 percent of his movies. It's not like I'm like yeah. a huge, huge, huge fan. And then Aziz, I just thought was so ridiculous. And I don't even really like Aziz that much. I like him way better as an actor and like yeah. than, than a comedian. But I, I think I a little bit defended him there because uh, you know, who I don't even know if there's any other examples, honestly. Like, I, I loved Kevin Spacey, but I was like, yeah, I'm good, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm OK on Kevin Spacey, especially when he put that stupid video out. Yeah, that was the most I, tone uh, deaf. <laughs> the the what is it called? The iMovie like music. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Like, oh, he's like, God. he like he's tried cute. to like, yeah. Uh, character God, act his really way not. out of it yeah, i know what i'll do <laughs> he's like i'm i'm gonna impress you so much with my actor <laughs> acting that you will just go yeah he's fine <laughs> i know i turned it on and i was like oh god i hate myself yeah. i and i immediately was like all right all right and i knew immediately that the minute that he was accused his first press release was I'm yes, the stories are true. Kevin Spacey is gay. <laughs> he, he, like he's coming out. He's using this time to come out, and you know, I'm just like, dude, come on! Like you can't. Like that's he was too much of that character that he played in that House of Cards show. Yeah, he's so like he's a snake. It's so funny to say that and go. That's equally as bad. <laughs> he, he that seemed, may be true. He seemed like a normal like like a, a good actor who's like a normal guy. And then he revealed himself to be an actor. Like, right. <laughs> like he's the exact actor you think of when you think of like self-important ladies yes. and gentlemen, I am gay. That's not yes. what we're talking about, Kevin. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then he got his, we would be, cool. we would be cool with that. <laughs> yeah. And then he got his, uh, he's like, a like, I bet if you filmed his whole, that whole, period of his life it would look like a ricky gervais character like just oh no self-awareness getting his <laughs> getting his nephew to like show him how to use iMovie to like make this stupid video that he thinks is gonna sway everybody <laughs> that i like the idea that he's doing like he's like i'm my editor a little bit he's also doing he is uploading his shit to youtube yeah <laughs> like dude you're in a way you're not above me like yes, you do have yeah. more people uh, watching, but I think I got better content. I think after his after weak. his like six minute monologue, he goes like and subscribe for more. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to smash that like button. <laughs> you know, there's a hilarious, there's a hilarious like five minutes if you ever recorded it of him trying to figure out how to upload to YouTube. <laughs> no like, way wait i'm not i'm not seeing wait hold on it says it's processing okay it's done how's it not showing but i i did i publish how how do i publish <laughs> like oh my god really it's not showing up it's not oh showing my. up he's calling his like nephew or something who's but he got off with- like very recently a story came out that the fucking guy didn't the kid who accused him die he had some oh weird God. stuff. People were like the conspiracy theory people were like the video he made was directed toward the Epstein fucking like cabal people. Uh, but he was like hanging out with those that crew and then he's like they got a hold like the FBI got a hold of him and he started naming names of people and that like thing was like if I'm going down you're all going down with me and then Jeffrey Epstein got um you know he got arrested. Uh, I, I don't even know what that timetable is on that. I, I would be curious to go back and watch just for the entertainment of that, but I doubt that that's true. But uh, um, yeah, like he was like everybody who accused him, like all of a sudden started backing out. And I'm yeah. like, this dude is fucking Frank Underwood. He's like, yeah. he's out there in the streets, like killing kids and oh like chicken. Oh. Like somebody died who was supposed to testify against him or, yeah. or me. I, and then another person dropped the lawsuit. A civil lawsuit. So I, I don't know. I, I need to go look that up again because I'm if I'm speaking ignorantly, I apologize. But where did we land on Epstein? Like, did he do it? Is he bad? Where do we land? 
<laughs> That's a- I don't know. I'm such a fan of his work. It's really hard. You know, it's really hard for me to step. I think I can separate the artist from the art, but yeah. That's the... <laughs> That's, he's one of those guys that's just, well, I don't know what his deal is, but when you watch that documentary about him, it's like, he's just one of those dudes that proves to me that America is just what you can talk your way into. Like, if you yeah. just have the gift of gab, you can just become a millionaire just through sheer force of just bullshit. Yeah. He's just like, he started working at a company, had no experience. He just talked his way into a job, had no. He, he lied about his experience. Yeah, lied about his experience, didn't even know what he was doing while he was there, and then just like, just lied his way up. Until he had an island. <laughs> oh You're like, you would have thought you were happy enough with the lies. Right, yeah. Like, at, dude, even if you had lied your way into a 250000 a year job <laughs> yeah. with, like, nothing, like, that is something you should go, all right, That's chill. Cool. <laughs> That's pretty fucking cool. Relax. Just, you, just chill out. But you did it, Jeff. All- you did it. <laughs> <laughs> he went all the way... To fuck, I can even see millionaire. Yeah, but he went all the way to human trafficking and private islands, and I should have flipped the order. But do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, he. Should, wow. He could have been. Uh, he should have just been like, you know what? I'm doing pretty well. I made. <laughs> I made something out of nothing. Why don't I just have sex with twenty-one and up year olds? Because it's not that much different, right? You know. <laughs> and it's, Christian's like, speaking of a man of experience, uh, it's not that different. <laughs> it's really not that different. Come on. I mean, whatever. Um, but yeah, his death was one that was. If I I wasn't inclined to believe conspiracy theories, but that one is like as fishy as fishy gets. But I did. I, yes. I, I really want to go to one quick thing. I saw this thing. Um, and I thought it was smart until I realized how dumb it was. It was like one of this, like <laughs> <laughs> it was one of these memes and it was like, all right, so let me get this straight. Uh, <laughs> um, HIV for 20 years, no vaccine. Um, the common cold, no vaccine. Um, cancer, no vaccine. But all of a sudden a magic, like mysterious disease pops up out of nowhere. And within a year you have a vaccine. I don't think so. And I was like, oh, that, that makes sense logically. But then you realize, like, do the math and you go, that is the dumbest thing ever because you have no idea how medicine works. Like, first of all, we're so close to an HIV vaccine. Second of all, like the common cold is like 400 different viruses. You can't even, it's not like one thing. Yeah. And cancer isn't a virus. It's like, it's like having, yeah. a, it's like having a vaccine for a third nipple. Like it's not, yeah. it's not the same thing at all. You idiot. Oh, shut up. I don't agree. (laughs) I think it's a great point, dude. Explain it to me, dude. Explain it to me. (laughs) That's so funny. Someone, no, I I like the idea of someone's like, just doesn't hear and is like, how do you, I don't know. I don't get it. No, no, there's no no way. I still don't buy it. (laughs) Yeah, I still don't buy it. It's also like, yeah, it's it's so funny that people don't and like they don't understand context of like the entire world was working on a COVID vaccine. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like yes, the entire twenty twenty one world. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty fucking advanced relative to those other time periods. Yeah. Everyone, and, the world stopped, and we all put our focus on one thing. Like we put everything on the shelf. For that. And then while our smartest were doing that, Jeff Bezos was like figuring out the moon trip, man. I know. That's like, it's kind of interesting to think about. He knows Private enterprise going to the moon. I've said this before, but he's going to be a fucking good trillionaire because um, there's a substance on the moon called helium three and one truck of this stuff can uh, power the USA for, I don't know why I say USA, can power the US for a whole year. And so it was like, whoever gets to the moon first and starts mining this stuff is going to be like, just fucking Dr. Evil. You know? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, he fits oh the bill. Yeah. He really does. He's got the head, the Lex Luthor he, type head. and He has the head. Oh, God. But wow. uh, anyway, I think that's a good enough place to wrap up, right? That sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah. Where are you guys How we got? Uh, Sorry, what? Uh, so how's Miles, <laughs> Miles doing? How is he doing? He's good, man. He's uh, he's starting to transition to being up 
uh, during the day rather than at night. So, uh, when you said he's starting to transition, I thought you were going to say into a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're working on that. Getting them early. We haven't gendered him. We, we haven't gendered yet. We're going to let them decide. <laughs> good, good, good. Anyway, you can go to brettcoin.org to get your brettcoin. <laughs> you too, me. With uh, Nick Whitmer. ChristianDuranComedy.com for all your Christian Duran needs. King Latifah on all streaming platforms. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Peace. Adios.